Yo, yo, yo. What's up, baddies? Baddies, we're back. What's going on? Howdy. One second. I just want to show off that I finally have added new sounds. Um, if we ever go through a trivia kind of thing, we have a correct sound, which is plankton. Correct! <laughs> and then a wrong sound, which is, I actually don't remember. Oh, okay, it's just a buzzer. It's just a buzzer. <laughs> um, then I finally added sicko mode. So, new sounds that we probably won't ever use. Because we we actually never have a trivia mode. Um, but one day we will. What's going on? How's everyone feeling? Allergies have... I'm not going to play the air horn. Fine. <laughs> Um, allergies have uh, destroyed me the last month. I hope they have done been nicer to everyone else. Uh, heat has not been an issue for the summertime so far. So far, we've been enjoying uh, about mid seventies. So, suck it, Arizona. <laughs> You're so goofy. As for today's episode, we are going to be talking about. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Across the Spider-Verse. The sequel to Into the Spider-Verse, if you didn't know. A sequel. Uh, we're not going to have any movie news today because... There is none. <laughs> could not... I mean, there is, but it's, there, was, there was just too much in the gap period. I mean, kind of like the similar thing with the uh, the other episode where we just didn't... We just jumped right in. Um, oh, wait, I have one movie news. The okay. trailer for Bottoms came out. Oh, but also the trailer for Poor Things. Also came, came out. Poor Thing? Poor, poor Thing. Just Poor Thing? I think. No plural. Poor Thing. Poor. No, it's plural. Poor, poor Things. Poor Things. That also came out. The trailer for that also came out. And it looks very good. So don't worry. We got trailers. Bottoms looked okay. What? I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that shit looks... It's going to go hard. <laughs> uh, there was even a tweet from someone on film Twitter that was like, I'm not going to talk about the most disappointing tra trailer that just dropped today. And like they didn't name it. But then someone replied and was like, Bottoms. And they were like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? But from? I believe in... in What's her name? Rachel Sennett. Yeah. So we will be watching for her. And... That bitch from the bear. From the bear. Ooh. It's, it's the girl from the bear. Is it? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. You literally... I don't be paying attention. Don't watch the bear? Or you just didn't realize she is oh, an up-and-coming oh. baddie? I'm stupid. Okay, never mind. Yes, I understand. <laughs> or I know who it is now. Um, Unfortunately, the Kaya Gerber is in it. Which is she's she's a nepo baby. I mean, most babies are. Most people are, yeah. Don't worry about it. That's but okay. uh, switching to the other trailer, report things at the Yorgos Lanthimos's new movie. It looks very different than his other movies, but very interesting. And we will be seated. We will be seated. As for, are you yawning right now? No. <laughs> uh, Marissa, Marissa took a like two hour nap and she's still sleepy. 
I'm always sleepy, bitch. We we went out we to the... We did spend some time in the sun. Yeah, we went out to um, Savi Island today and sat out in the sun, did some sunbathing. Um, we wanted to go in the water, but it was chilly. We went to, into the water up to our, to our knees. Kn- <laughs> and to, to our knees, and then I said, okay, let's go. <laughs> uh, and we went strawberry picky. You need a... No more yawning. You're going to make everyone else yawn. I know. But those strawberries, we went, I'm assuming, at a bad time. They were ran (laughs) through. It was because at the end of the day, everyone already got the good ones from the previous day. through. How do people go the next day and how are there more strawberries? They be growing. Like all the ones that we saw tiny today, by the end of today. Grown. Big. Grown. They're going to, tomorrow's people. They're going to get some good ones. They're going to say, oh, shit, look at this strawberry. But then anyone that goes at like four o'clock. Silver for them. Ran through. Fuck. We should have stopped on the way before we got to Savi. Yeah, we should Or to the beach. Anyways. As for today's episode, so yes, we're going to be discussing uh, Across the Spider-Verse. We will have pretty much a large majority of it will be non-spoiler. Then we will, as always, get into spoiler zone later. So don't be worried, or don't be worried. <laughs> is that is that right? <laughs> uh, don't be afraid if don't, you haven't seen the movie yet. Don't fret. Don't <laughs> don't do not fret. Uh, we will not spoil it for you, and uh, we will specifically label and warn you before spoiler zone starts, as well as put it in the show notes. Um, sometimes I forget, but then I add it later on, so you just have to refresh. <laughs> <laughs> Use it. I'd be a little sleepy. <laughs> I just write the description and then I'm like, oh, yeah, spoiler zone. And then I add the time code like an hour later. But I will not forget this time. Trust trust in me. So Across the Spider-Verse, the long-awaited sequel to one of, if not the best superhero movie, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, came out in 2018. Um, and I was reminiscing... Because we rewatched Into the Spider-Verse before Across the Spider-Verse, or we went to go see Across the Spider-Verse. Technically, I watched it twice since you made me okay. watch it I again. know you didn't finish it the first time. I literally <laughs> finished it the first time. I know time. you fell asleep as soon as I did. No. I know you're a liar. I, do you know that I literally don't go to sleep until like two <laughs> hours after you? Every night. Whatever. You watched it twice then. Did you log it twice on Letterboxd? No, because you said it didn't count. Because <laughs> you fell asleep I know you. No, because you said I didn't watch it from the beginning again. Oh, yeah. So it wasn't a full watch. Whatever. Anyways. I was reminiscing to back before Into the Spider-Verse came out. And to like, I remember, I don't know what movie we were watching, but I remember seeing the trailer for Into the Spider-Verse for the first time. And I was like, this looks really interesting. Like what they're making an animated Spider-Man movie. And it's not about Peter Parker. It's about Miles. Um, cool. And then we saw it and that shit was so good and it became one of my comfort movies. Is it one of yours? It is mine. <laughs> like it just is. Um, I, it's weird that you can just recall before Miles BM because <laughs> all I know is AM. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause you liked Miles, right? Like. As Spider-Man, um, even before Into the Spider-Verse? No, I didn't know he existed before. Oh. 
Oh yeah. Well, okay. I'm confused. Like, <laughs> like I, you like the way that you can recall a moment before him. It's like I can't because it feels like I've always known him. Does that make sense? I've always like once it came out, it was like, ah, yes, this is what my body and my heart has been waiting for. We knew oh, this see. existed already out there and I just needed to know it. And now I know I can't remember a time without him. That's what I'm trying okay, to say. I get you. <laughs> so I remember BM. You remember BM. <laughs> But I can't. But because, you just started AM. Yeah, that's when my <laughs> life was fully. I was fully, like. Well, that's what I mean. Is like, I was fully I, a person. Life before Miles, <laughs> before Into the Spider Verse. <laughs> well, because he existed obviously in the comic books, starting the Ultimate Comics, um, and like I knew about him. But it was interesting that they were going to make a movie about him, and it was going to be animated. And the look of it all looked interesting. And then seeing it, it just like blew me away. Like I was just, a few of those movies come along every year where when you walk out, you immediately know it's like, you know, five stars. Uh, And that movie is Into the Spider Verse has stuck with me. Like I I can rewatch that as many times. There are even fewer movies where you can rewatch it as many times as you need or as as you want. And it doesn't get any worse through rewatches. Lilo and Stitch. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also crazy to think about when that movie came out because of the ripple effect it had through the industry after. Everyone in trying to make animated movies was trying to do something different after Spider-Verse came out. I think they didn't know. Like, it was like that type of thing where they were like, oh, I didn't know we could do that. Exactly. Because like, Disney had made like the CGI or, or not CJ, 3D. Like there was just a standard right. to animated movies. Everyone where... was trying to do like the Disney thing with the 3D characters. And then Spider-Verse came in and blended all that with like 2D animation and just actual pizzazz. And then there's a bunch of copycats like, or not copycats, but just like people just trying to do something different. The most recent being uh, the Puss in Boots movie where they finally did something different, and it kind of paid off, because that movie is also really well animated. And the storytelling is great. Exactly. So. I just think, um, but also I feel like people pay a lot of dust to animated movies, but that's because they try to pump them out so much, and I know that, like I know you have to work really hard on them, so I don't know why they try to pump out animated movies all the time, where they're like garbage movies just to like make money. It's just to profit off and, kids. Yeah, for kids like the everyone thinks animated animated movies are only for kids. But like, if if we had people who actually cared about the stuff they're putting out, then there's quality films that kids will grow up for life, like remembering, and parents won't be so annoyed that they're watching it for the five hundredth time. <laughs> So every now and then we'll get movies like the Emoji movie, which is also from Sony. <laughs> but then we'll get movies like Spider-Verse and Puss in Boots and Klaus and even even Flea, the documentary movie, where that's animated and that's pretty good. Uh, so animation is pretty great. But Spider-Verse definitely, Into the Spider-Verse had a ripple effect 
when we saw it, I was very excited and, and wanting a sequel, but I was also very scared because Sony was at the helm. And I really had a feeling that they were going to rush them and kind of ruin it. Because Sony is just very money hungry and they kind of rush everything and they just want a product out. Um, I, For example, Venom and Morbius. <laughs> Don't talk about Venom that way. <laughs> Okay, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, the second one. The first one is 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 fine. I don't even remember the first one, though, which is so funny. And they ended up delaying Across the Spider-Verse multiple times. I think it was supposed to come out, like, October of last year. No, I think it was supposed to come out, like, spring of last year. Then it got delayed to October. And then it got delayed again to the when it just came out back in this past June. So animators and the filmmakers and everyone asked for delays they weren't ready and sony actually gave it to them didn't say like hurry up and finish it cut some stuff it and it's actually the longest i feel like it's because sony knows like if they tried to even push it out as early as it, they wouldn't have made as much money from it because it would have sucked right and they know it's such a like their highest probably franchise well that's a yeah that's i feel like that they're finally realizing that is that they actually have like a golden egg and they need to just they need to chill sit out. On it. Just let them do, yeah, let them do their thing. It got to it will marinate pay under its mother. Yeah, it'll pay off. So yeah, multiple delays and everything. They took their time, and the it kind of shows. And I, and it was so weird. This is another one of those movies where it's got so delayed so many times. And I'm like, back thinking about all the delays and like the release date was so far in the future. I'm like, what is life gonna be like when that movie finally releases? <laughs> and now it's here and now we've seen it and we've only seen it once but I really want to go see it again like five more times because it's pretty good I want to see the little mermaid first <laughs> but then we can continue on a <laughs> spider-man binge we can watch the little mermaid when it releases on Disney plus oh my god <laughs> no we have to support it People no, are gonna. Don't. Yes, we do. People are gonna think we cannot support more live action. Um, but we remakes. have to support our first live action Black Mermaid. Okay. <laughs> because I know that bitch is not making any money because people are mad because they're a racist. We're getting off topic. Anyways, the sequel is finally here. I'm glad to say that it's really freaking good, and I don't know why I ever doubted. <laughs> Because I was very scared before it was coming out. I was like, Into the Spider-Verse is very good. And there are still some people out there that, you know, they don't think this one is is even as good as Into the Spider-Verse or even close to as good as it. Because that one does reach pretty high highs. And that one was definitely like a like a golden egg. Didn't you say um, you were afraid they were going to take like the Spider-Verse multiverse thing like too far and that's what you were afraid of like it was a like because it was all of the spider-men right yeah so the well the marketing is very the marketing for the movie is what was kind of scary like it looks good in terms of like the animation and everything but what they were marketing so much was the Sp spider society and i felt like they were going to go too much with the the spider-verse stuff and it was it was going to be like kind of lost as Miles's movie. Yeah, I felt like they were trying to or at least kind of what you're saying is 
like with No Way Home, how um, that just became the whole point of like, look at all these other Spider-Man. Like we know you right. guys know these other Spider-Man exist. So like, here you go. Like another little, um, what's the word? Fan service. Yeah, yeah fan service this, nostalgia. Yeah, type of thing. So I feel like. Which this movie kind of does have a but little like, bit, but it's like. I yeah, know, but I feel like much better. <laughs> I feel like the way you would were describing your um the way you were describing your worries, I don't know, I can't think of the yeah, the word for the film is like kind of towards that where it's just yeah, where the we just make a bunch of fan service cameos of all the different Spider-Man and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like um, and that they weren't there wasn't going to be like an actual plot or like Something moving on yeah. with Miles' okay, story. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I was yeah, the marketing re- was very deceiving. Yeah, I was trying to figure out how to word it because I was like, you said it before. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. I kind of remember now. So yeah, the fan, the the, mar- the marketing for the movie with the trailers and everything. I only watched like the first two trailers. I didn't want to watch anymore. But it seems like that's pretty much all they were focused on was the Spider Society thing with all the different Spider-Men. Um, I was hoping they weren't going to do a bunch too much universe hopping. Um, just to see like, you know, different Spider-Man, different Spider-Universes and everything, which they didn't really. Um, But what kind of what the the main point with this movie kind of coming out with the with the with Into the Spider-Verse being setting such a high bar across the Spider-Verse is just a a work of art. Because we kind of talked about how there were a bunch of ripple effects with the animation industry after Into the Spider-Verse came out and everyone kind of tried to mimic that style or like do their own thing. It just, it makes all those copycats look like jokes (laughs) across the Spider-Verse is like even 10 times better animated than, than Into the Spider-Verse was and Into the Spider-Verse was already great. Some of the, some of the stuff they pull off in this movie, some of the freeze frames, like you can, you can, you can pause the movie at like multiple different frames and it's just, insane how much detail and, and art goes into each frame this one definitely felt more comic comic booky um mm-hmm. animation wise just because also the little like um pop-up boxes where it would like subtitle like whatever it is they were saying um yeah or like like the out the outside knowledge for whatever it was yeah <laughs> the hammer space thing yeah that's the one that i remember where it describes what hammerspace is with the cartoon mm-hmm. kind of things. Yeah, they kind of took that because they, they did the comic book stuff in the first movie, but they kind of just took that even deeper with this one. Mm-hmm. So I like that. A lot of the stuff that everyone kind of loves with the animation with this one, um, a lot of people point out the stuff with uh, Spider-Punk with how his vest is animated on like twos or something and like the rest of them's on fours and like everything is all different about him because he's he's a punk rocker <laughs> uh just yeah he, he doesn't live by the rules he does what he wants <laughs> don't believe in labels hate so. the am hate the pm <laughs> so it's just i don't know like really just watching the movie i was completely entranced by everything that was unfolding uh it's the delays that this movie had were totally worth, worth it, it. <laughs> <laughs> like they put their whole Heart and I, I want to say heart and soul, but I was gonna end up saying like animosity. I was gonna say spider pussy, <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't Something get it, like so that. I said spouse. Yeah, 
<laughs> so they worked incredibly hard and it, it's it's so great when you can see all that hard work and dedication and, and passion on the screen just just flowing with love uh one of the big standouts also is is gwen's universe her world is like a they described it as a mood ring so when her and her dad are having conversations or something you know something's happening the the backgrounds and everything kind of melts into like a different color mm-hmm. so like when she when she's sad she she literally her her herself is blue and like depressed you know blue is the depressed color and then when she hugs her dad it turns into like a warm yellow color so stuff like that is just so cool <laughs> uh and then plus all the different animation styles for like the Mumbatan, uh the that world they visit as well as the animation for Spot as uh, the villain. Just. He's so spooky. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Especially towards the end, but no spoilers. Uh, I'm going to have to take a good chunk. Wait, is there anything else you want to say about the animation? Mm-mm. Okay. I'm going to have to take a good chunk <laughs> to talk about the music in this movie because uh, that shit is stuck in my head. And uh, it's. It's been a while since a, a movie score kind of stuck with me. Babylon kind of stuck with me most recently before that. But the score in this but movie... But not, not enough where you were actively listening to every song at all hours of the day. When I leave work, <laughs> you're playing it on the speaker, if laying you, in bed. If you look at all the HomePods and everything... I'll like if click you're on it. Yeah, and it'll say that it was playing... I've played it all throughout the house. <laughs> it's just... It goes so hard. Daniel Pemberton is a goddamn genius he the first score the first movie score is already great uh plus the stuff they did with the soundtrack with that one um some of the songs uh, combining what's up danger with the movie score and everything like that daniel pemberton is just a genius and then everyone loves the prowler score of course very threatening and, and scary and then just all the themes he did for this movie as well just match everything so perfectly and he's he's just a genius with light motifs and I freaking love it. The intro scene itself, like I mentioned earlier, I was already entranced with the animation and everything, but the intro of this movie involves the the title track or like the, the intro track uh, where it's like kind of like a drum solo. And that is kind of what began my entrancement because <laughs> it is just so good and it builds up kind of in your stomach and then kind of, burst when the when the intro's done and it's it's so good and then it bookends it perfectly because the i guess minor spoiler the movie ends with that same kind of drum solo but also in combining all past themes that we've heard throughout the movie and it's it's so good <laughs> every song is just like a masterpiece and and even even the boring ones where like every action movie kind of has like a boring action like you know high paced score mm-hmm. um song even that is so well good. actually i don't know i i never hear score <laughs> it's, but it's, i would <laughs> love i i i would love to just agree with you yes <laughs> i i try to explain it to marissa all the time i just i can't i don't know i get that like the music has such a big part on the emotions that you're literally feeling within the movie because without it like you wouldn't get those vibes like it sets the the mood and the vibe for like the scenes that you're watching but i literally 
my brain like doesn't hear it. <laughs> I don't like think it computes because he'll be like after a movie, like, oh my God, did you hear that song? And I'm like, I didn't even know there was a song playing, baby. I said, I don't even I don't even know. So either my ears just like can't handle multiple streams of sound coming in at once, like noise from the whatever they're doing, action noises, dialogue, music that they're already playing a radio song and then the score underneath, like the layers. I don't know. Maybe it just isn't meant. I need like funnels to die, like dissect it. If a movie has a good script and good everything else, but then a good score on top of that, it's almost always going to be a, a 10 out of 10 <laughs> for me. And so, so Daniel Pemberton made like a very, you know, scary and, and cool prowler theme in the first movie uh, where he talked about how he, he took an elephant kind of sound and kind of tuned it and everything to make it the prowler sound. Um, he made a very similar thing for um, Spider-Man 2099, Miguel O'Hara. And then he also made a theme for Gwen and she has this great guitar little stinger and all of it comes together for that ending song for the end of the movie. It's it's so good. <laughs> I just love it so much. And then also when he has the uh, he has Miles' theme also throughout, uh, obviously throughout the whole movie. There's also do you remember do you remember in the first movie with the retro, record scratching kind of thing with with the intro of the first movie? Yeah. So he brings that back, but then he just he doesn't just do the same thing. He kind of remixes a little bit. And it and also sounds really great. And just sorry, <laughs> I'm just gushing about the the score. It's it's very good. He went like ten times harder. So not only did the animation team and everyone and and the whole filmmaking space of that, but also just Daniel Pemberton just went off on the score, and went I loved it. Off, went stupid dummy. Shout out to that man. I don't know him, <laughs> but he's made a lot of scores. He he does his job very well, apparently. <laughs> All right. No more about the score or anything like that. No more gushing. Uh, let's get into the story. Like I said, no spoilers, but just kind of talk about the story itself caught me by surprise. And that's probably because the marketing was so deceiving. I had no idea. What the, what who the, the villain, yeah. <laughs> what the, what the problems were going to be. Right. Um, I guess the the conflict, not the problems. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah. So we knew the, I mean, the marketing too, like before they even released the trailer, they were like, the spot is going to be one of the villains. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and it's hilarious because the spot is not one of the most well-known Spider-Man vi- villains. And so I was like, oh, that's kind of like a, it's probably going to be one of Miles' little villains that he fights before the big villain. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really hilarious that they kind of they do that. They 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 knew that people would think he's a he's a villain of the week mm-hmm. kind of thing, and that they, they did it on purpose. Joke about it, <laughs> right? In the movie, they know they, they know exactly what everyone's expectations are. Um, but overall, yeah, I mean, as the movie's going along, I couldn't really guess you know where it was going, what was going to be the the main conflict, uh, and I think the it does a really, really good job of just the, 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 that kind of meta stuff to where 
like how I just mentioned where, you know, regular people here kind of think like the spot isn't like a really scary or intimidating villain. He's just kind of like an annoying villain, Mm -hmm. especially he was in like a, one of the Spider-Man cartoons and he's like a goofy villain there as well. Um, So they take that, turn that on its head. They also, in terms of like being meta, the whole thing when, when Miles Morales was first announced as like the, you know, Spider-Man for all the ultimate comics, no one kind of accepted him as Spider-Man. Yeah. He, he was a he was a black Spider-Man. He was a little kid <laughs> comparatively to what Peter was at that point. because uh, and he was very, very new. So there was also there was all these people pushing back on it. You know, he's not he's not a real Spider-Man. He's not we're not accepting him as our Spider-Man. He's not our he's it's always gonna be Peter Parker. So they take that and they make it a whole movie, <laughs> pretty much, but not and just turning it into like a real thing instead of just the like what we know of it. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Just turning it on its head again. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so I like that. Uh Marissa did guess or or not guess, but like predicted and at least knew a, a good story beat towards the later end, uh, which we'll get into in the spoiler zone. So Yeah, besides that like bit where I knew what was happening towards the end, I still like as I was watching the film, I honestly was just like, bro, I don't even know what's going on. Like what's going to happen? Like, cause there was just so much, not that there was so much happening with the story, but there kind of was like, right. yeah, I can see how miles being introduced to this and being in miles shoes. It's like overwhelming. Cause you're getting all this new information fed at you from people who are supposedly smarter than you and have been in this longer than you and all trying to tell him what to do. Right. So I think they did a good job of like um, emphasizing that and just kind of being like, yeah, he is like a kid and you know. Yeah. And they, so that is like a, and it's kind of revealed in the trailers too is because Everyone's trying to tell him how he's supposed to be and, and how his story's supposed to be. That's a big kind of stinger in one of the trailers. Is like, you know, he's like, nah, I'm gonna do my own thing. And it's kind of funny because they take that from the first movie where the the theme in that movie is anyone can wear the mask, anyone can be Spider Man. But now in this movie, he's being told he's not a real Spider Man. Not everyone can be Spider Man. Yeah, and so it's like going deeper with that theme and him just carving his own path as. Spider-Man, because that's a big thing for for Miles Morales specifically, because Miles Morales' story has always been that in his universe, Spider-Man dies, and he's like the replacement. And so he's always had to fill those shoes. So that's kind of what happens in the first movie, is that he learns to kind of live up to the mantle of Spider-Man. But now in this movie, it's kind of like writing his own story and being his own self, doing his own thing. And not following the canon, which I won't spoil. That was me blowing up. <laughs> so I really like the story. I think compared to, I don't want to compare it to the first one too much, um, which we can get into kind of later. But I, I just think the story kind of was unpredictable in this one, whereas in the first one, it was just kind of still unpredictable, actually. <laughs> so never mind. Moving on, uh, new characters in this movie are awesome. I don't think there's a single character in here that I didn't like. 
everyone introduced is hilarious or has their own kind of traits that are like welcome to a new cast. Um, some of the standouts obviously were Spider Punk. Everyone really loves Hobie. Seeing him on TikTok every day. Yeah, <laughs> the he's the like fan favorite of this new movie. And it's hilarious because he has like ten lines. Yeah, and you would think, but he just makes a a really big impact in the story. You would think, I don't know. At least it's still a person of color. I was gonna say it <laughs> seems a little racist to me that their favorite Spider Man isn't the other guy from Mbotten. Oh, I was gonna say that. That was I was like to me actually, uh, Pavitzer was um, your favorite. Yeah, because <laughs> he's kind of he's Chai really tea? funny. Yeah, <laughs> uh, his whole little introduction thing where he's like, "Oh, I don't. I wake up. I don't work out because I don't want to get too buff because I'm just naturally fit." <laughs> and then he's like, "Here's the traffic. There's more traffic, and there's more traffic right here." <laughs> <laughs> he was just yeah. He's really funny. I liked. Um, I, I like the that style. He was our first one. Yeah. I mean, aside from like Miguel, and, right? Yeah. Uh, the pregnant Spider Woman, Jessica. She was pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> But he's like the first, he's the first one from Miles. Yeah, to actually uh, to me. meet and yeah. he was a good one. Yeah, I liked him. He was, he was really funny. Uh, and <laughs> he has a couple times where he's like, ah, another easy adventure for Spider-Man. <laughs> and then they get blown up. So he was very funny, I thought. And uh, plus it's uh, it's the guy that plays, uh, what's his name in Deadpool? Depen- Dupender? Dupender? Yeah, I think that's his name. But, um, yeah, he was hilarious. I liked all the new characters. Some of the cameos were also hilarious. Uh, I don't know if I should spoil them, name them specifically. I did name them in my notes because I didn't want to forget any of them. But, yeah, maybe But they're maybe in the trailer, so. Them, yeah. <laughs> they're in the trailer, so <laughs> I, um, some of the, like, literally laugh out loud moments I had was the T-Rex spider. Um, when he's just when he he has tiny arms. <laughs> yeah, when he web slings out and it says T whip. <laughs> uh, the web slinger was hilarious when they have a little show off. Sixties uh, animated Spider Man. That one is probably the loudest one that I laughed at because he just appears out of nowhere and he's like, "I'm gonna get you," and then he just slowly swings back him or back by him. That one got me got my ass good. Uh, um, my favorite. I guess it's not a spoiler because Jake Johnson spoiled it. Um, the Lego Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone's kind of seen that. Yeah. Everyone. Where the 14-year-old kid animated it. Yeah. Which is chef's kiss. Beautiful. Love that for him. Love that he will one day just blow up. Hopefully, he has a career in the movie space later on when he's older. Yeah. But the fact that, yeah, he was just added on to the film like halfway through. Yeah. And they were like, "You see, he did it. He released another new animation. Animation again? No. He did the scene where Miles and his dad are talking. That's so where cute. he's like, maybe we should get off the kid's ass. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so funny because, and literally in the interviews, they were just like, "Yeah, we gave it to him, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm on spring break, and if you guys yeah. need anything, like, <laughs> I can do it after my homework next week." Or so that's yeah, that's so great. So shout out to them. Um, for even giving that opportunity to him, and and he he went off. He I, I mean that shit that looks shit. just as good as like the Lego movie. <laughs> no, literally, I thought they just hit up the Lego movie. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, just like Phil Lord and and, uh, and Chris Miller 
like didn't they, worked they, work? on that, they worked yeah. on that movie <laughs> but love that that they gave him a chance but that was my favorite um spider person um just <laughs> he pulls he's, thanks peter you're one of our best <laughs> he's like the he literally is he's his little favorite he's like no one else can do it like like little lego <laughs> peter uh one of the shout out i had was spider cat um he was also really funny there's also a, I think chibi spider I don't want to spoil I can't believe stuff. Penny um is older. Who what? Penny Parker. Oh, oh yeah, they kind of changed her design. Yeah, she's like older now. Yeah. Which I I mean I get, but how'd she go from like a, a young, tiny, like maybe eleven year old to she's like <laughs> fourteen? I think, I think it's just the update in her animation. I think they leaned more into like the more uh serious anime style rather than like the Kind of QT? Pokemon, like yeah, QT anime style. They're they're going for more like Attack on Titan versus Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she looks super like. I was like that bitch depressed. is grown. <laughs> but I, and then her little spider person is different too. But I mean, she had she to make a him suit. a new yeah. yeah. But it was really cool, cool to see her again, even though she was like, yeah, sorry, Miles, I'm against you. Sorry, Miles, you're fucking ugly. <laughs> So some of the cameos in terms of like this little spider people and everyone that's new is, is really cool. Uh, there are bigger cameos, which I don't want to spoil, that are really kind of cool too. Like when I caught like a, myself and Marissa even pointed at the screen and was like, oh, <laughs> a couple of times. So it's kind of cool to see some of the cameos. There is one cameo in particular that is kind of like. Wait, I pointed at the screen? You did. Yeah, you pointed at the when they were showing the candidate events. And I think there was uh, footage from a past Spider-Man movie. And you were like, oh, look. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was in like the corner. And so you were just pointing at it to me. Um, but there's one cameo kind of thing uh, where they're kind of universe hopping or a character is universe hopping. And it just kind of goes on too long. Like it's like it's funny when when the cameo pops up, but it's like, why are we still here? <laughs> goes on a little too long and it's kind of like that sony thing where it's like oh we also have this property oh look so kind of lame but uh rest of those cameos are are totally fine it, it they're placed well they're they're not too long it's just that one that's a little too long and it's, it's good this movie handles the cameos well it handles the spider-verse in general much better than another spider-man movie that handles spider-verse <coughs> no way home yeah <laughs> I also think the comedy style of um, Phil Lord and Chris Miller is just like perfect for these movies and the way it's written. Uh, it's so quick, like multiple times throughout the movie, I'm still laughing at one joke when another joke hits. And then I have to chuckle again at laugh at that joke because and it's just so rapid and quick. And I feel like that can be a lot for a lot of people, like where they just kind of get annoyed because it's almost like joke after joke after joke. But it's like like Marvel tries to do, but they right. fail at. But it's like it's like it's not in your face kind of joking. It's just like we're moving on, we're moving on. It's just like quick kind of things. One of the they like, just talk like regular people. I right. feel like and people I don't know drop jokes kind of like that in their sentences all the time. That it's kind of just like they're just talking like if they it was just a regular conversation with people. So of yeah. course you would be like ah ha and then like <laughs> the script kind of flows. One of the th one, the one that's sticking in my head is when they're kind of rapidly giving Miles a tour of the Spider Society, 
and they're showing them they're kind of rapidly going through all the characters like oh here's video game man and here's the other video game man and then we see a character and then the next one is like oh this is um type typeface or or villain or whatever and he's like go to helvetica spider-man and miles is just like bold <laughs> and it pops up on the screen bold and then they move on to the next one and the next one is another joke uh for another villain that they have and i was still laughing at that one at, or at the video game man and like the whole kind of cameo there and then i laughed at the bold one and it's just like very quick and rapid and it's it just works for me i um, very much enjoyed myself and enjoyed all the jokes they pretty much all landed <laughs> plus um Shamik Moore as Miles too is very good. <laughs> it sucks that he as a person is kind of iffy, <laughs> but he Wait, what do you mean? Is he, has he done anything bad? Or is he just like cringy? Um a couple years ago, people don't like him because a couple years ago he tweeted about like why are, he's just a white people lover basically, like Oh, kind of like Daniel Caesar. Yeah, like, <laughs> what about all the black-on-black crime we got to solve oh, before we, like, he's one of I those. Yeah, people always um, drop it in the tweets when he says something <laughs> stupid. Like, they'll just post it, the screenshot of it, and they're like, did you forget about this? <laughs> so that's just my only thing um, with him is because, yeah, it's like, bruh, can't you just shut up? Like, <laughs> But his voice just matches the, the character so well. And he, he does voice him very well. Because I'm thinking about the hilarious conversation he had with his dad as um, when he's being Spider-Man. And just the whole joke with, as an objective observer with no skin in the game. <laughs> so his voice work there as well when he's like switching back between his regular voice and trying to disguise his voice with. It just reminds me of She's the Man because yeah. <laughs> she does that exact same thing. <laughs> but yeah, he I think the cast for this movie or like these movies in general are just perfect like i feel like the people fit the characters so well that they picked all the right people like if Haley steinfeld amazing love her we've always loved her <laughs> she's the queen of my world um this is her best role she plays gwen so amazing um jake johnson the love of my life <laughs> i've never loved a Spider-Man more than his Spider-Man. I don't want to see any other Peter Parkers. I only <laughs> want him. Peter B. Parker. Oscar and Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Oh, that's one character that we I completely forgot to mention in terms of like the new characters when we we're mentioning Hobie and, and Pivot. Everybody knows he's <laughs> he's there though. But um his voice is so scary in this that it doesn't really sound like him. <laughs> um I'm going to need the behind the scenes from him. Yeah, I need to physically <laughs> see him saying these words because in the first movie, it sounds like him. Like you can yeah, watch yeah. the first movie and hear his voice and go, that's my baby. <laughs> but this one, it's like, are you are you sure we actually got you in the booth right now? He's so serious and threatening in this one. But yeah. Um, I was going to say something about just like how I wish I had this growing up type of vibes, you yeah. know? Yeah. Any any kids growing up right now with these two movies and then a third movie coming out, hopefully next year with this. So this hopefully rounds it up to be a perfect trilogy. Kids are going to be well fed. Like 
being at Barnes and seeing little kids and like being in their section and shelving books and being like, oh my God, here's a book about Miles Morales or here's a book about Gwen, Spider Gwen. And I'm like, oh my God, could you have imagined me as an obnoxious little kid in love with Spider-Man having my own Spider Gwen, like being <laughs> able to be a Spider-Man? Yeah. Because growing up, everyone was just like, the basic Spider-Man, Peter yeah. Parker. Peter Parker is the most boring bitch ever. Hey, hold on. <laughs> he's the most boring bitch ever. Hey, he's gone through tragedies. I don't give a fuck about that man. Canon events. I don't give a fuck <laughs> about that white man. <laughs> I love me the Spider-Verse. I love seeing the variety and the, what would you say? I don't know. But you get me. <laughs> yeah, I get you. So to recap with this movie, we talked a lot about the technical side of things, but I, I, it's probably recency bias. <laughs> Be, this is your favorite movie <laughs> of the year. <laughs> this movie is like up there. Right now it's tied with Into the Spider-Verse in terms of how much I enjoyed it. Um, and potentially... I just have to watch it again and like really make sure <laughs> uh, potentially, but like I like, I enjoy it more than into the spider verse, which is like blasphemy for a lot of people to me. This, it, it felt like a complete story to me. Everything on screen made so much sense. Everything was satisfying in terms of like what they were bringing up in, in the, in the story, as well as the themes with miles creating his own story, um, becoming a, a, a true Spider-Man and everything. Also, Gwen's side of the story. Um, there's a lot of discussion right now with Gwen in this movie um, being trans. Mm-hmm. Um, don't even want to get into, get too much into that because there's just everyone on Twitter is just arguing about it. Uh, you I cannot mean, deny that her story in the this story does is transcoded. Point, point two, yeah. So it, nice try, bitches. <laughs> it's definitely transcoded because it's all about the or just coming out hiding hiding, hiding who you are self. hiding yeah this yeah. huge part of yourself and huge part of your life that the people around you can't know about or don't know about and having such a hard time talking to them about it and then when the truth is revealed they deny you at first and don't accept you so love that most of the time it's not at first it's forever but right love that <laughs> there's in this story there's a happy ending ish. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, it's not, I guess it's not a spoiler because you're talking about your overall. Yeah. Like for the movie. Um, Nick says he thinks he keeps telling me that I hated the movie. I did not hate the movie. <laughs> it is literally five stars. She told literally, me a secret after we let get out of the movie and she said, I fucking hated it. <laughs> I didn't. Say that. I said, I didn't feel like anything towards it in the movie like like i was expecting to kind of like feel something like you know like it's finally here i've been waiting so long i love these characters so much and i was waiting to feel that like spark so that i could be like yes this movie i've waited so long for this that like it's all basically how nick was saying it's all like it's all paid off and here's the moment and now my life can't be any better i was waiting for that moment and I just didn't feel it. And I said, I don't know if it's the meds I'm on. <laughs> but I just didn't get that emotional reaction from it. 
which I mean, maybe that's due to it being a part one. Like, yeah, it's, like it's maybe I yet. need that full because I closure. Because I love Miles, and so maybe because as a Miles story, it's not fully complete. But as a Gwen story, I loved seeing Gwen's story, and I wish actually that we got to see more, and not just kind of like blips. Um, because her world really was beautiful, and I think her story is really interesting, especially. And it's really cool that they they. Because Gwen was Even already an interesting it. character in the begin in the in the first movie, and she's kind of alluding to like you know I don't have friends, and she finally accepts Miles to be her friend at the end of the movie, and then it just goes even deeper into that into her world. Be- the movie begins and ends with her, and just shows us more into how she feels about things and like how her life is. Yeah, because Miles is, she's literally depression. She yeah. literally <laughs> she's not having a fun time. She just feels like, you know, I have to go save all these people. I have to go be Spider-Man, Spider-Gwen, and she's just not happy. Everything just feels like it. The mask feels like a burden to her. And Which Miles. Is for every Spider-Man. Yeah, but Miles is over here like thriving, getting canceled, growing a mustache. <laughs> he's doing the whole thing. And he's just having a good time. And he's like. He yeah. also, re- very rare for Spider-Man, he has both parents. He does. <laughs> Miles, normally, Miles' dad dies. <laughs> um, but at this point in his, in his story, he's he has both parents, which is rare for any, for Peter Parker, but also most other Spider-Man. A two-parent household. <laughs> so. I feel like, overall, though, I did love it. I just sure. feel like, with Nick saying this is his new favorite one, like over into the Spider-Verse, I just feel like I don't have that. I do believe maybe I need like a rewatch or something like it's going to grow on me. Um, But at this point in time, into the Spider-Verse is my tried and true <laughs> love of my life. Which I respect. Like but I understand a lot of people's kind of, well, I, it's just like an attachment thing because I'm like, yeah, you know, because for so, me, for be, for across the Spider Verse, it does everything like it raises the stakes. It does everything bigger and better, which can sometimes be a worse thing. But the story itself, I can see what they're doing. It still focuses on the characters rather than getting too lost in the in the in the Spider Verse and making like you know huge action sequences and everything. Even the action sequences, every character. I'm thinking of the Mumbai. Um, saving, like where all the all the Spider Men are saving. Yeah, everyone, even that has a bunch of character within uh, each of these characters, and like how they do react and, and do things and everything like that. It's so character focused, but it still does everything bigger and better, like the the animation and and those action sequences and everything, and this and the ending, which we'll get into, <laughs> uh, is a lot of people's gripe, which I can I can understand. But it just wasn't a problem for me because uh, I, again, kind of knew it was going to be a part one going into it. But I think it the story kind of warranted it. It just it's a long story. Some stories take a little bit longer to to tell. Um, I think uh, what's her name on TikTok mentioned that Jay Stoops. Oh, yes. Yeah. I remember her saying that. Um, I had something to say and it was on the tip of my tongue. And I lost it. I was trying to keep my train 
focused on it, but also still listen to you so that I could reply if you asked me a question and then you did ask me a question. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it. But it was something about being character focused. Oh, hold on. It's right there. Because I was talking about liking the first one over this one. Yes. I um, love the character so much. Yes. I also think story-wise, I like unsure, like kid-like Miles and the story of having like a leap, taking a leap of faith in yourself and believing that you can like do this and growing into becoming Spider-Man. Like I really, it's just like the basic. Coming of age. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not super coming. This one feels more coming of age. Um, oh, yeah. Because people are like telling you what you should be or who you are. And this one is definitely more coming of age. But the other one just felt more, not generic, but it was just like stepping into those shoes, more heroic, I guess. Like like him finally accepting like, yeah, I can do this. And he didn't need all these people telling him like how everyone in the little layer was like, nah, he can't do it. He can't do it. And like just showing like, yes, I can't like believing yourself type of shit, I guess. I don't yeah. know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> But I guess in the end, they're all going to be like that. He's always going to have to be proving himself. Right. And you know what? Why does the black man <laughs> have to always prove himself? <laughs> I don't see Peter Peter that. B. Parker <laughs> having to prove himself. And he's carrying around a baby. That seems very dangerous. Peter B. Parker got a very smaller, a much smaller role in this movie. He's a dad. What do you expect? Which is understandable because he had such a big role in the first movie. So it's like, let some other characters shine. Yeah. So. Okay. But spoiler zone. All right, we gotta get into spoiler zone. Uh, we've been talking a lot. <laughs> so let's get into the spoiler zone now. In three, two, one. All right. So the ending. What's what? What are your thoughts on the cliffhanger ending? I don't really give a fuck about it. Like it <laughs> happened. Like, um, does it, does it, it doesn't grind my gears. Yeah. <laughs> does um, it enrage you with the power of a thousand suns? Like everyone is describing themselves in the theater when they see the two being continued. Um, I literally was like, okay, thank you. Cause I can't sit here for another like 20 <laughs> minutes. I um, said, oh shit. And I was excited because well, one, I was okay with it because when that to be continued popped up is because of the score at that moment and how it's building up. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, this one was originally called Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. So it's still a Part 1, like I mentioned before. And whatever. <laughs> We've had cliffhanger endings before. I don't know why everyone's so upset. And the story warranted it. It's It's fine. We will get the conclusion. It'll be great. You'll be okay. I feel like if the, it was going to be a cliffhanger, I feel like also what people are upset about is the fact that it doesn't end on Miles getting the little like thing. It goes back to Gwen and does the whole like, let me get a team together type of thing. And that because that's what I've seen people upset about is that like it doesn't just end on Miles. They take an unnecessary amount of like time to just be like, but look, we're getting a team together and we're going to go help save Miles. Be like, eh, why show us that? Why don't you just let us think he's in danger? 
Right. So that's what I've seen people upset about is that the way it ended on a cliffhanger, they they just didn't like, they thought it was... Um, but then again, it's like it's showing her getting It's showing her end of her story, which right. people are only expecting Miles' story in this, which is, um, I guess we, we briefly mentioned that earlier in the non-spoiler zone. Yeah, it's... It's her story. She she got a band. She's finally close enough to have friends, and she likes them. And she's gonna get a band to save her. And she has best a dad friend. again. And she, yeah, she has a dad again. <laughs> Shout out to dad. Which I am interested in finding out if that is gonna cause an anomaly, since he's gonna quit as the captain. Okay, let's discuss all of our theories really fast. Okay. <laughs> um, so there, yeah, that was my second point: is the oh, theories. Okay, even better. So yes, so. When I, Oscar Isaac, <laughs> Spider Man twenty ninety nine. When Miguel O'Hara <laughs> is discussing canon events to Miles, telling him that he's not meant to be a Spider Man, like he's not even real. He's just a little kid dressing up as Spider Man. He was never supposed to be bitten. Blah, blah, um, blah. That he is the original anomaly in this little chunk of thing that they're trying to fix. That. The canon events happen for a reason, blah, blah, blah. Like, it'll make the whole universe implode if they disrupt it. But the thing, Gwen's dad, he's a captain. He didn't become a captain, the police captain. He quit his job when she ran away. And he was, like, heartbroken. Such a heartbroken little man. He quit. Right. Now he... He's not going to die now because he's no longer a captain. It only happens to a captain. Yeah, when when Miguel's specifically talking about the captains, he said a can- there's another candidate event where a captain, a police captain close to Spider-Man dies trying to save a, a child, whatever. So if Gwen's dad is is the captain that's close to her and he quit now and he's not the captain anymore, wouldn't that break the canon? Wouldn't that I mean, like, that just seems like everything in her life is going to be great now. Yeah. And same thing with Miles. Like, what if Miles' dad is like, oh, you know what? I already work too much, blah, blah, blah. What if I quit or something crazy? Like, then boom, Miles' dad doesn't die. Or or it's just like they're going to use Gwen's dad quitting and an anomaly not happening as, like, proof that Miles can save his dad. And it'll be okay. Boom. Either way, if if Miles is an anomaly, either he's way, still going through the canon events. His uncle died. Either way, I think they're gonna change his whole story, and his dad isn't going to die, and he's gonna have two parents still. Shout out to two parents for Miles. I think. Say it. Gwen or Peter B. Parker might die. Say it with your whole chest. <laughs> I did. <laughs> No, you said I think. <laughs> I I do believe if they want Spider Man to suffer, like they do, everyone enjoys a good Spider Man suffering. It's very emotional, good payoff. <laughs> then Gwen or I, I'm I'm leaning more towards Gwen because they have already set that up. Gwen even says in this movie, in every universe, it doesn't end well when you know Spider Man falls for Gwen. So. I'm thinking 
it's not looking good for her. Yeah, I don't think they would do that to Peter B. Parker since he has a baby now. They locked him in. Yeah, they should. He at least deserves a happy ending because he already had a. He already lived his shit life. Yeah. <laughs> He's he barely. Is that enough? He barely got his happiness back. Right. Uh, do you think Earth 42 miles is actually evil? Like it kind of it's set up to be? Or do you think he's more like a vigilante? Him and Aaron. Um, They're probably vigilantes. But also, where would they be getting money from? Vigilantes don't get paid. Well, yeah. So they're so probably they're still kinda kinda villains. criminals. Yeah. But because how are they making money? That was a fat stack. So maybe anti-heroes. Maybe, oh so maybe my not God. vigilantes. I just remembered. Also, when we're talking about characters, I love Into the Spider-Verse because Kingpin. I love a good Kingpin. <laughs> there we go. That's what I remembered. Perfect. Okay, continue. So maybe vigilante isn't the right word. Maybe anti-hero then. Taylor Swift? No. <laughs> maybe they do some bad shit sometimes, but ultimately they... They do what they got to do to survive. Right. And you know what? Props to them. Because it's very clearly like we saw in the. Um, it's very clear that in Earth Earth 42, there's the Sinister Six. And the Prowler is most likely not a part of the Sinister Six. Especially not a kid Prowler. <laughs> so I'm thinking, yeah, it could be just like an anti-hero. Miles looks great with that hair, by the way. Yeah, with the braids. Yeah. He's kind of a baddie in that universe. I said... Sir, you are not a child. Get out of here. Everyone pointing out that he has like a thicker accent. Yeah. Because he only lived with his <laughs> My name mom. Is Miles Morales. <laughs> Rolling his R's. He's he's probably going to start talking to him in Spanish and Miles is going to be like, what? Oh, what? I have, I, a, I have a B in uh, Spanish. <laughs> I'm not doing very well. Did you watch the interview with uh, Shamik Moore and the, mm. I forget her name, the lady who plays his mom. But they were talking about something and she says something in Spanish and he repeats it back. And she was like, oh, my God, because he said it perfectly. And he's like, ah, <laughs> he's like, I speak Spanish. <laughs> um, but or, the way that you already said, I already knew. But oh, yeah. So, yeah, that was what we were talking about earlier where. Uh, so the big kind of stinger is that Miles is in the wrong universe when he gets sent back home by the by the machine. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm going to escape Miguel and all these Spider-Mans. I'm going to go in the go home machine. Go go back machine? Go home machine? Go home machine. Go home machine. Um, but but of, like thinking back on it, it was so obvious. Like they did it. They literally. They labeled the Earths. Even when we first see Miles for the first time, it says Earth 1610. And then when he's going back in the go home machine, it says Earth sending to Earth forty two. Like if you just pay attention, yeah. But sometimes which I you was don't. Not. <laughs> but even yeah, even when they said it uses your DNA when they were yeah. first describing it to him, I was like, oh, mm. <laughs> you did not get by the right bit by the right spider. I said that's already gonna cause trouble. So yeah, when he's having his little anxious little swing back to his uh, house, it's not his, his house. Marissa was like, he's in the wrong universe. And I said, oh, shit. So Marissa's smart, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but even then, if you didn't like catch it then, I'm so, I'm assuming other people 
I don't know how other people's brains worked. I would have hoped they would have understood by the time he was in his room. But yeah, the lack but, of yeah. like art and posters and stuff. <laughs> With all that stuff. And then also like how they kept switching back between him getting there and Gwen kind of apparently outside. looking through the window. Yeah. yeah. Like it's very obvious that something's not right and he's in the wrong universe. Yeah. By that point, you can pretty much guess. Um. Oh, and then Spot. We can talk about how... He was not a He's villain a of the week. scary bitch. <laughs> He's the scariest bitch I've ever seen. One complaint I've seen, which is, is kind of valid, uh, is that he kind of disappears for almost the entire movie. Yeah. After he wins in Mumbatan. I mean, I would too. If I was a villain, I'd go off But and where hide. does he go? Oh, because there was the deleted scene where he goes back to the... Did, did I tell you about that? No. So there was a deleted scene of the spot where he goes to a villain bar before he gets like um, upgraded powers. And they, they also make fun of him. They're like, oh, you're not a real villain. What are you doing? Like, get out of here. You're a joke. And they make fun of him. Mm-hmm. And then after he gets his upgraded powers, I'm guessing that's why he dis- he kind of disappears. There would have been a scene of him going back to that same bar with his upgraded powers and literally killing all of them. <laughs> I think it's crazy that um, Miles literally created a villain and then his dad's like, Miles, why would you do that? Or not Miles, <laughs> but like Spider-Man. Spider-Man, why'd you create this guy? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the whole fancy with him and his dad when he's Spider-Man is hilarious. No, that kid on TikTok that I sent you that like did the the acting like live miles or whatever. The oh, way yeah. that his voice, both him and his actual dad being yeah. the dad sound just <laughs> like them. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Foam party. I really like how they connected Miles in the spot to so that he legitimately is. So like the spot is like joking over and over or not joking but like is telling miles over and over like yeah i'm your arch nemesis you have to we have to fight like this is our first fight it has to be serious blah 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 and like he dead ass is his arch nemesis because they are so connected <laughs> they literally both became who they were in the same moment in time <laughs> and it's so hilarious that they took the the bagel guy from the first movie which is like everyone's little when everyone talks about Into the Spider-Verse and like details you missed and everything, that's like everyone's go-to fucking thing. <laughs> it's like when Miles picks up the bagel and throws it, you can look at the guy and it says bagel. Uh, they made a whole freaking, uh, what's it called? Backstory for him. Villain backstory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now they're all connected. And-, and the fact that he was the scientist who made the spider who bit Miles and like they are both the reason for each other's creation. Right. So smart. Delicious. And also, uh, just how fucking scary he is. So, so when he gets his upgraded powers the first time from the collider. No, I would have nightmares if I was a <laughs> child. Dude, when they <laughs> when they like kind of combined into each other, like half of Miles' face and half of the spots, and then it shows like the spot the, just wreaking havoc in New York. Yeah, the like future or whatever, yeah. like vision thing. Yeah. Just nightmares. Uh, apparently, some people freeze, uh, freeze, freeze framed from, it. Freeze, freeze frame. framed it. <laughs> um, there's a frame where there's just a bunch of dead spider people. Freeze frame. Freeze. Freeze frame. Froze frame. Froze frame. Froze frame. Oh, yeah. My story sounds so good. Shut up. Sorry. <laughs> so the spot is turning into a very scary villain, especially at the end when he he's like he uh, ends up getting landing in Miles's universe, and. That kind of leads with the cliffhanger, like, like, what's how is Beyond the Spider Verse gonna start? Like, if the spot is already there, 
ready to start fucking shit up. And they have to go save Miles first. Yeah, and then go try to save his dad. Where what what was the rest of the movie gonna have? Where's how's time work in the Spider Verse? Because <laughs> they've been gone for a hot minute. Feels like between Into the Spider Verse and Beyond and Across the Spider Verse, I think. Not that I don't care about that. Oh, okay. I'm talking about in the Spider Verse. Oh, how does like time fly? Yeah, between different universes. Because then he goes home and it's nighttime and. But it's like maybe it feels like an hour or two after. Yeah. Because she's like, oh, yeah, I let him go. I let him go. Teehee. Tee-hee. My guess is. Oh, my God. And the way Gwen's just in his room. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's. <laughs> yeah, she's in her room and then she comes out and talks to Rio and Jeff. And like, she's girl, like, you should have just stayed in there. <laughs> she's like, OK, I got to go. Never mind. I won't tell you guys anything. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like why? Are, why are you in the room? Why are you why even did here? You even come out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some of my guesses for Beyond the Spider Verse, I think Madam Web will make an appearance. Um, I hope that is not in live Cindy action Swinney? form. <laughs> no, Dakota Johnson. Dakota oh. Johnson is playing. Oh, Madam she's Web. Madam Web. Yeah, but Sydney Sweeney is in the movie playing a nerd. Someone else, yeah. Um, I think Madam Web will make an appearance some way, shape, or form. She plays a big part in like the Spider-Man interconnected web of destiny shit so i feel like she'll make an appearance um i think that was i think that's it <laughs> i just blanked down all my other kind of guesses for it shit that's okay <laughs> do you have any guesses i have no guesses okay i don't i don't we have, are not good i don't have any guesses you'll, because you'll know the end of the, the movie when we watch it because you're good at predicting or knowing what's gonna happen when so. i rewatch it no, when we watch Beyond the Spider-Verse. Oh, like when we're in the theater, I'll see the first scene and I go, I already know where they're going with this. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I also agree. You'll go Giga Brain. Um, but also, yeah, when I don't have key context clues, I'm kind of I'm kind of a fishbowl. <laughs> Cause I'm empty brained right now. I have no just like I, the only thing I said was I think they're gonna keep Miles' dad alive. Yeah. Boom. For sure. Oh, and They're I guess my, my other guess was kill Gwen. Gwen or Peter B. Parker would die. Which you already said. But. Yeah, I already said that. <laughs> All right. Any other spoilers you want to discuss? Um, um, I guess him just hugging his uncle Aaron. I'm glad that he let him hug him, even if oh, he no. knew it was the wrong Miles. <laughs> that was so sad. Because he was like, I miss you so much. Because he already knew that it wasn't him. Yeah. But he just let him hug him. <laughs> and I said, my little heart. <laughs> Very good. No. I, even though, when he first comes in, though, I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, my God, she's fucking him. <laughs> yes, so did I. <laughs> they definitely are, though. <laughs> even though it's not explicitly said. Your family. She's, he she's hands a- over that fat wad of cash. <laughs> I said, no way you're handing her this big old wad of cash without <laughs> little kiss. That was that's a spoiler right there. <laughs> I know it. Anyways, okay, that's Let's it. get out of spoiler zone in three, two, one. Boom. Okay, to recap again, I gave it five stars. I gave it five stars. <laughs> I loved it. I, I want to go see it again. 
These are all so the same badly. for me. Marissa hated it. Oh my god. <laughs> I think I think people should Peach-ish. stop fucking pirating this movie. The Actually, amount- that's what we should talk about. <laughs> Let's make pirating illegal again. It is insane how many live streams on TikTok are streaming the whole movie. I think not even that. I'm seeing people posting TikToks of themselves watching it on their laptop and like they're like recording the screen on their laptop and they're like, this shit is funny. What are you doing? (laughs) I need them to make those little scary commercials again where they say pirating is bad. Stop. There are movies where I understand pirating, <laughs> but why would you do it to a Spider-Verse movie when we, when everyone knows how much heart and passion and hard work went into this movie and you're going to say, nah, I don't want to spend 10 bucks for a movie ticket. Fuck that. I'm, I'm going to start reporting people on TikTok Dead and ass. sending police I'm to their house calling and the scaring, scaring them by saying, we saw you pirating this movie on TikTok. Um, you're being arrested now. I'm going to start posting the anti-piracy video that they used to have on all the um, VHS tapes and DVDs. You know the one. I already said they should start playing that again. I did not hear you say that. I literally said it like <laughs> twice because you don't <laughs> I Whatever. said they should play the scary piracy. I don't don't pirate that at all. commercial at all before the movies <laughs> again. Whatever, it's just insane. Like I, it happens with like every movie. Like even Guardians of the Galaxy, people were posting like it's just like a thing to do. It's like I gotta get a TikTok clip. I'm gonna record this part of the movie and post it on TikTok later so I can get some views. Like that happens, but just the full on ripping it and watching it at home. What are you doing? <laughs> Do it to like a, a a shitty movie with like a a shitty director that you don't want to support or a shitty actor that you don't want to support and give any money to. Fine, whatever. But Jesus Christ, why are you doing it to Spider-Verse? Not cool. And people are going to call us lame for that, for calling them out. Yeah, they're going to say, who cares? Also, I also see comments and they're like, also, we don't. Wink, wink. <laughs> Pirate movies. No, we don't. Wink, wink. <laughs> but only some. But I also hear, don't. I see in the comments all the time where they're like, well, I don't have $70 to go spend on a movie and snacks and stuff like that. You know, you don't have to get the snacks, right? You know, you can go to <laughs> the dollar store. Yes. You can go to the dollar store, put some stuff in your pocket. They really do not search you, even though you like to say they do. Um, it's not a necessity to have a snack for a movie. Uh, and it's also just movie tickets are 10 bucks. The one across the street from us is nine bucks. Like they're not that expensive. They're really not. Matinees are like seven bucks. I don't even know what a matinee is. It's like middle of the day. If you I always thought it meant old people. No, if you go to in the middle of the day, that's a matinee. Interesting. <laughs> but that's it. Okay. Just rant over. Stop we're, pirating Sp- Spider-Verse. Go support it in theaters. We're ending this podcast. Gave it five out of five. Marissa hated it. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we're going to go see The Little Mermaid, maybe. Maybe pirate it. And then go see Be- Across the Spider-Verse. I keep trying to say Beyond the Spider-Verse. Thank you for listening. Follow us on all socials at New Encounter. Support us on Patreon.com slash New Encounter if you would like. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. Let us know what you think. 
Uh, if you're on Spotify, leave us a review there as well because you can. Uh, and follow us on both platforms. I really have to play the music here. Really? And I really have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> like right now. He's got so, this <laughs> Thank you again for listening. It's been a pleasure. We love you so, so much. We Goodbye. will catch you next time.